0: Good evening, uh, brothers and sisters. Welcome back to this online service. We've been talking about uh, entering into the promised land. It's easier to take possession of the promised land as compared to how to hold on to it, how to live long in that promised land. So we want to learn how to ensure lasting success in the promised land. So we learned that a crucial factor is to have continuity in leadership, godly leadership, because leadership is everything, right? So we've got to have a continuity of leadership, and that's how God works. And then also we learn that it's important to train out the next generation, and it's the duty of the father, not the church, the duty of the father to teach our children, okay, the church will have their parts, but, It's a duty of the Father to teach our next generation the truth so that they will be able to continue to live in that land that uh, God has uh, given to us, that promised land. And today, I want to share with you that uh, the next generation, they must know the God of their fathers. They must know the God of their fathers. Let's... Look at Deuteronomy 11 verse 2. Deuteronomy 11 verse 2. Remember today that your children were not the ones who saw and experienced the discipline of the Lord your God. His majesty, his mighty hand, his outstretched arm, the signs he performed and the things he did in the heart of Egypt both to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and to his whole country. What he did to the Egyptian army, to its horses and chariots, how he overwhelmed them with the waters of the Red Sea as they were pursuing you, and how the Lord brought lasting ruin on them. It was not your children who saw what he did for you in the desert until you arrived at this place. So the next generation, they did not see what God has done. They did not experience what God has done. And so they really do not know God in the way that, that the former generation knew God. And so that wasn't their fault, because they were not born in that generation. And each generation will have different experiences. But there are certain things that is constant. That is, the next generation must know the God of their fathers. What God has done in the past. They must know this God. Okay, and then, The next generation must know the discipline of God. Two things here. Let's read it. It's here in verse 2. Remember today that your children were not the one who saw. They were not the one who saw the miracles, who saw the Red Sea powder, to see how God uh, deal with the Egyptians and Pharaoh. That's the first thing. Why? They must know so that they know God as their God. Not just a God that, that this, this kind of thing is so distant to them. No, they must know this God as their God. And then the second thing here, that's, and experience the discipline of the Lord your God. Experience the discipline. We are going to talk about that in probably two weeks' time. We'll talk about this discipline. But today, and probably next week, we'll focus on knowing God, seeing God, knowing what God has done. Okay, right. So, how do we know God? What does God want us to know? There are different things here. He says, to know His majesty. His Majesty. When God led the nation of Israel out of Egypt, He exhibited that He is the real King. No matter how Pharaoh, the King of Egypt, how Pharaoh was powerful, God is the supreme, powerful God, full of majesty. He's King. And we need to obey. Submit to his, his lordship, his kingship, his rulership. That's what we need to, to do, to follow him. And then to his mighty hands. Wow, so powerful. Bringing those destruction upon the Egyptians, destroying their enemies. So we need to know that God is able, God is capable. Our God is capable. To do all these things so that we can trust him. So that we can call upon him. And furthermore, we need to know his outstretched arm. No matter where we are. However we feel. Maybe we feel so alone. So isolated. God is able to stretch his arms right where you are, to touch you, to deliver you. He's able to do that. So this is what God wants us to know about the God of our fathers. How great He is. So that this new generation, we will know how to... so that we will know Him. And, and and trust him. Turn to him. If not, when we face troubles, we will turn to other source for help. But now we don't, because we know God. We know the God of our fathers. We know what He has done. You know how He has brought us here to this place. Overcoming all these challenges, this opposition that uh, the last generation faced. So the next is, is, you know, miracles take place because of difficulties. Because of challenges. And that's why we need the miracles. And the, the next gen, this generation that has moved into the promised land. They did not experience those things because now they're living in a, in a blessing in the blessed land that God has given, you know, where things are just going fine and, and so on. So they did not develop that kind of fighting spirit, that kind of tenacity in difficulties. And so many of these next gen, when they face this kind of problem, they just fall away or they just run for an easier solution rather than keep walking in God's way to fight it through, because they know God's mighty hand. They know His outstretched arm. They know His majesty, so that they will persevere. They will continue. So, but the truth is, the next generation will encounter even greater challenges of their own. And they will really need to know this God of their forefathers to take them through their challenges, their difficulties. And Jesus talked about the last day, the challenges, the evil that is coming upon the land and the persecution that is coming upon the land. He said many will far away. The heart, the, 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 the love of, of many will grow cold towards God. You see, that's the next generation. And we really need to know God in order to be able to stand firm and overcome what is coming our way. So the next gen has really need to know the God of our forefathers, the God of the generation. And then secondly, the next gen must know their roots, where they come from. We are not just living in the now. There is history, there is past, things that happened leading us to our present. So unless we know what happened in the past, we would not know who we really are. So the next gen has really need to know we are the people of God. We are the chosen people of God. And that's why we dwell in this land because God has taken our fathers through those many generations until we get here. It wasn't even just last generation. It was generations before that until we come to this place. And without, yeah, yeah. So let's that's that's what in Deuteronomy 32, verse 7. He said, Remember the days of old, consider the generations long past. Ask your father, and he will tell you, your elders, and they will explain to you. When the Most High gave the nations their inheritance, when he divided all mankind, he set up boundaries. For the peoples, according to the number of the sons of Israel. So remember the days of all. Consider the generations of the past. So that we'll know where we are now. And so that we'll know how to move ahead in the days to come. So the past is important. History is important. If we do not learn from what happened in the past, history will repeat itself. But when we know what happened in the past, we will know how we get here, and we will know how to move into the future. So God is after the nations. God is after the holy nations who will serve him, who will worship him. And he's telling us in this verse, he's the one who set boundaries for the people. He's the one who divides all mankind into different places. And so we, wherever God has put us, that's our promised land. Wherever God has put us. Because he's the one who set boundary, And God has set the nation of Israel. He has chosen the, the land of Israel for them. And you know that land is a hard land. And let's read it in Deuteronomy 11, verse 11. But the land you are crossing the Jordan to take possessions of is a land of mountains and valleys that drinks rain from heaven. It is a land that the Lord your God cares for. The eyes of the Lord your God are continually on it from the beginning of the year to its end. So God knows exactly the land, the kind of land that He has set us in. And sometimes you wonder, Why God didn't choose the the land that is further in, where there is plenty of natural resources, there is gas, there is oil, so that you are so prosperous, you don't have to work, and yet the resources are there. Wouldn't that be a better land than this land that drinks in water, But God has taught us. He's the one who set boundaries. He's the one who has chosen the land for us. The land that He chose is a blessed land when we obey Him. But it's a cursed land when we do not obey Him. So wherever God has set you, no matter how hard it is, you know, we often wonder, oh, that would be good when we go there. The next piece of land, I told you, the Arabian land would be, wow, fantastic. But why did you choose this, this land? Wilderness, valley, for your people. But God wants us to learn. God wants us to learn through the verses we read. Wherever he set you, it could be your promised land. But it could be a land of curse A cursed land It depends on you It's your choice It's your choice So don't keep looking at Wow, you know, what is so good What is there, what is there And thinking that That would be the promised land Wherever God has set you Okay It's your choice Let's read it in verse 13 He says So if you faithfully obey the commands I'm giving you today to love the Lord your God and to serve Him with all your heart and with all your soul. Then I will send rain on your land in its season, both autumn and spring rains, so that you may gather in your grain new wine and oil. I will provide grass in the fields for your cattle, and you will eat and be satisfied. Verse 16, be careful or you will be enticed to turn away and worship other gods and bow down to them. Then the Lord's anger will burn against you, and He will shut the heavens so that it will not rain, and the ground will you no produce, and you will soon perish from the good land the Lord is giving you. You see? The land is a blessed land wherever God has set you when you obey Him. No matter how good that land is, if you turn against God, it will become a cursed land. So today, is a hard place where God, where you are at. You need to know God. You need to know His majesty wherever you are in that hard place. You need to know His power you need to know his outstretched hand, his arms, outstretched arms. He can reach you wherever you are. And when you obey him, he turned that land into a blessed land. That is your promised land because he set the boundary. But if you are in a good land and you do not know him, maybe you are receiving the blessing because this is a promised land. God has let your the previous generations down. They have experienced God, but you have not. You just enjoy the blessing. But if you turn away from God, this land that you have, even though it's God's chosen land, it will become a cursed land for you. And you will perish in that land. Okay, so we we need to know God. God said the land that I have chosen for you it's precious to me. My eyes is watching over it. From the beginning of the year to the end, my eyes is watching it. So if you are, wherever you are that God has set you in, and if that land is not producing, you, it's not God. It's not the land also. Because the land is blessed when God rain upon it. Right? So it's not God. You have to look at what you have done. How you, which way are you going? Why is it not a blessed land for you? But today, wherever you are, it can be your promised land when you follow him. The land is hot. There's no resources. It can be so dry when there's no rain. But God, watch over it. God say it. That land is precious. I watch over it. You know, so that's why we need to know God. We need to know the God of our forefathers. We need to know how he has led us here and what he wants to do now, what he wants to do in the future. It's our choice to make it a blessed land. It's our choice to make it our promised land. It's our choice to follow him so that we will continue to dwell in the land that he has given to us, in his blessing, in the abundance that he, he is giving to us. He's able to turn the desert land to be a land that flows with milk and honey, because his eyes is over it. So it's a choice. In verse 26, God says, See, I'm setting before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing if you obey the commands of the Lord your God that I'm giving you today. The curse if you disobey the commands of the Lord your God. And turn from the way that I command you today by following other gods which you have not known. So, it's our choice to make the place where he set us a blessed, promised land or a cursed land where we will not prosper. So the new generation need to know the God of our fathers. We need to know him personally. We need to know the history, how we get here, so that we'll know what we are to do here, but also so that we'll know our destination, right? That's the third thing. The inheritance that God has given to us, it doesn't just happen. It's related to the covenant that God has made with our forefathers. Though we are not Jews, Abraham in Christ is our father of faith. We inherit the blessing We enter into the covenant. In Christ, that covenant has become the new covenant by His blood. And we enter into His blessing of abundance, blessing to build a holy nation, to be His royal priesthood so that we can become a testimony, a blessing to the nations. That was what God has promised Abram, our father in faith. And today we are in in this covenant. It It didn't just happen. There is a purpose of the blessing of God. Look at Deuteronomy 8 verse 1. He said, Be careful to follow every command I'm giving you today so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land that the Lord promised on oath to your forefathers. The land where we are in is what God promised to our forefathers. Abraham said, whatever you see, that land is yours. And Abraham saw Stars in the sky, nations coming out from him. And today we are in this nation. Nations come out from him. And this is the land that God has given to our forefathers. So we must remember, we must know the past so that we know the present and able to move into the future. And we must remember and consider what God has done And so God says, This land is what has been promised to your forefathers. And verse Deuteronomy 6, verse 23. But he brought us out from there to bring us in and give us this land he promised on oath to our ancestors. So everything comes back to the covenant. And it's related to the land wherever we are that land God has zoned out God has designated as our boundary right that is our promised land that is where God will bless us when we obey him in that land so we need to understand the purpose of the covenant as we said that land that God has given to us is for us to build that holy nation to become that royal priesthood to the nations, to the nations. And when we do that, what happened? Deuteronomy 4 verse 6, Observe the law that God has given to you carefully, for this will show your wisdom and understanding to the nations, who will hear about all these decrees and say, Surely, this great nation is a wise and understanding people. So as we listen to God, as we follow God, as we obey His commands, we will manifest His wisdom and intelligence and knowledge in a national scale. It's not just little wisdom that affects us and bless us, but rather it's wisdom and knowledge that is of a national scale that will speak to the nations. And so let's, let's not live below par. Let's not live in, in a very tiny little hole and thinking that is, that is what God has promised. God wants us to, to be able to speak to the nations. And it has got to be that kind of magnitude in our wisdom, in our knowledge, that the nations will take note and the nation will be surprised and say, wow, what kind of wisdom is this? It's from the word of God. It's, it's from the commands of God. And so they too will want to turn to Him. So that's the first thing. When we know the God of our forefathers, when we know the past, we know the destiny where we we are and where we are going in, God's wisdom, God's understanding will just manifest as we build that holy nation. And then God's favor will come upon us in a national scale, in a sense that the nations will have problems. Even the holy nation, we will face difficulties and we will face similar kind of difficulties as the nations of the world as well. But the difference is, When we cry to God, God answer our prayer. God intervene in our situation so that the nations will take note. Oh, what kind of people is this? When they cry to their God, their God is with them and they deliver them out of this national crisis. Look at here, verse 7. What other nation is so great as to have their gods near them the way the Lord our God is near us whenever we pray to Him? So we want to know the powerful God. We want to know His majesty. We want to know His outstretched arms towards us so that when we are in a national crisis, we, cry, we turn to God and He will show forth, right? His favor upon us and turn impossible situation around. And then the third thing, when we walk in his way, we will manifest his true righteousness. We learn that when we walk in the righteousness of God, God's righteousness, we'll be able to bring changes to the land. We'll be able to bring about peace, about order, security into the land. And find rest. Look at verse 8. He said, and what other nations is so great as to have such righteous decrees and laws as this body of laws I'm set, setting before you today. See, when we walk in God's way, right? In the book of Isaiah 32, it talks about the peaceful dwelling, secure homes, undisturbed place of Rest, coming because of true righteousness. So, God wants us to know Him, to know what He can do, to know His purpose, His destiny for us. He wants us to walk in His his command, His word, so that, this holy nation will be built up. This holy nation will will become royal priesthood to minister to the nation. And so that we will continue to dwell in the land that he promised to be that holy nation that he wants to raise up to speak to the world, to the nations of the world through us. So I hope we will be able to see the greater purpose of God We'll be able to see what God has promised in the beginning and is working through, through the generations until the day when the kingdom of God is fully manifest on this earth. And we are able to be part of it and continue to, in the promised land, to fulfill his purpose. Shall we pray? Father, we look to you, we thank you for the covenant that you made with us and we made with our forefathers. We thank you for the land that you have given to us. Indeed, it's our promised land. And as we look to you, as we trust in you, you will cause this land to be a fruitful land, to be a land of blessing, to be a land where we build that holy nation that's able to be a testimony to the nations of the world. Of your greatness, of your goodness. Lord, we pray for the next generation, next generation that they will know you, know your majesty, know your great power, know your outstretched arms. They will know what you have done in the past, what you can do for them in this presence and what you will do for them in the future and lead them into your plan and your purpose to fulfill the covenant that you have made with our forefathers. Father, we pray that this This understanding, this this knowledge will will really be imprinted into the life of your people so that we live with a purpose. We live to fulfill your purpose, raising up that holy nation for you, O God. Bless your people. Bless the next generation and the generation after so that from generation to generation, we are walking in your plan, in your purpose. We thank you, Lord. We bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen. The Lord bless you. We'll see you again. Bye-bye.